Um, so there's something on my heart that I need to share. Um, Holy Spirit's kind of really leading me to be up here. I want, we just sang a lot about um, how great his love is for us, how unfailing his love is for us, and all these things. And I need, I need you to hear this, and I, I, I hope that you hear my heart in it, and I hope that you hear his heart in it. I really need you to stop limiting his love to the things that only you think you need from him. Okay? And I, and I mean that in a way that, that we have convinced ourselves that we are only good enough for certain things. And that is not the case. Let me tell you right now, the Father's love is not just salvation in heaven. The Father's love is not just zeros in a bank account. That that's blessed. Okay? There's I, really strongly right now, and, and Lawrence calling for prayer just confirms that for me. There's a, there's a big pull in my heart right now for mental health. We've had a lot of physical healing happening in this church, but let me tell you right now that, that depression, sleeplessness, anxiety, worry, these little things that plague you during the day, you were not created that way. And this love that we talk about, this great unfailing love and father that we talk about is not just here to bless you with money and to bless you with salvation and to give you a great, fun, good life. Those things that the doctors told you are hereditary, the things they told you that are in your bloodstream, that are in, that are a chemical imbalance in your brain, you were not designed that way. You are not made that way. And there is nothing stopping you from receiving complete and total freedom and healing in that except us. We have convinced ourselves that we do not deserve it. We have convinced ourselves that we are not good enough for it, and we are wrong. If that is you today, if that is something that, that bugs you on a daily basis, you do not have to walk around your house stressed out. You do not have to walk around your place of work full of anxiety or waking up every two or three hours at night because you can't sleep. If that is you, come up here and let us pray with you and let us agree with you for freedom because that is the Father that I praise and worship and love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The time is always now, you know, for everything that pertains to life and godliness. The time is, is always now. There's no time to wait. Uh, freedom has already been given, but there's a difference between having freedom and experiencing the freedom that's already been paid for by Jesus Christ. And it takes an act on our part, just like it took an act on us to accept him as our Lord and Savior. It takes an act. Besides renewing our mind with the word of God, we can stand in agreement. We can come into agreement as believers in Jesus' name to take authority over those things that's binding and, and holding us back. Hallelujah. Father, we just give you praise and glory that your word is true. It's working. It's working. Not just in the area of, of, of mental uh, healing, but as a whole. As you are, that's what we are right now in this world. We're free, we're whole, we are well. In Jesus' name. Thank you for peace. Thank you for comfort. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your, your presence right now. And we give you glory and praise. We take authority over depression. We take authority 
over evil forebodings, expecting bad things. We stand against that in Jesus' name. Life and life more abundantly is what you came to give us. Not when we die and go to heaven, but here on this earth in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Do we have the victory? Amen. I think that was about half of you. I think there's more people in there that's born again than half of you. So I'm going to ask you one more time. Do we have the victory? Amen. 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 It's just something about knowing that you have the victory. Even when you're in a tough spot, you can shout. Amen. You can shout, shout, shout. Hallelujah. Even when you're in a tough spot. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So to hell with the devil and all of his mess. Praise the Lord. Amen. You have to take time to just think about the goodness of the Lord. I remember, you know, when I was working in, in law enforcement and the pressures of the job and all those things would come on me and sometimes I would drive my car to the to the north region office and go into the restroom and turn on the vent and just start praising the Lord and glorifying God and thanking him for the victory and peace and rest and helping me make right decisions and after I get done I'll blow my nose and wash my face and walk out amen refill with the Holy Ghost <laughs> hallelujah and that's the way it is times are refreshing from the presence of the Lord and that's what we experience but we put ourselves in that position there's no time that we have to go and walk in depression and defeat sometimes we have to fight amen praise the Lord so amen get into put yourself in position and just start praising God and shouting and standing against it and fighting back Amen. Fight back. Don't just give in and give up. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a victorious church. You're victorious whether you know it or not. I'm just going to keep on telling you as long as I stand up here. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is good. Thank God for his faithfulness and his word is true and it's working in you. And you too that are watching. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God. We're going to continue to worship him in our and our giving and uh, it's always just a blessing just to when you look at what we have uh, materially finances money in light of who our father is it's easier to give when we just think about who our source is and who our God is it's just like with healing and anything else when we know what he's already done then we can just rejoice and it's easy to give like second Corinthians 9 talks about giving liberally and, and freely and joy hilariously because you're like you know I got the thinking about who my dad is and you just start laughing like praise the Lord I'm gonna give towards the kingdom because of my daddy amen and we don't like but um, I'm gonna put you in remembrance of a certain scripture that I I, I enjoy I like to go back to it myself and in, in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 many of you can quote it but I'm going to go ahead and say it to you. This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Say day, day. and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you shall have good success. 
And the Lord goes on to say in verse 9, have not I commanded you, be strong. You be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. So if he wouldn't, if wasn't telling us to be strong and be of good courage, it means that there's a temptation to be that way. But he tells us we don't have to. He says to Joshua and to you, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is not with you. The Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. Praise the Lord. Wherever you go, he's with you. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm thinking about this Memorial Day, and I see my man Marcus right there, and whoo, you got shot down, and you had, but the Lord was with him. Wherever he went, the Lord was with him. What a powerful testimony on this Memorial Day weekend, and I think about that. Wherever you go, any circumstance you're in, he's with you. What does that have to do with praise the Lord, the tithes and offerings? That's a whole bunch of has to do with it. Amen. He's with you in your finances. He doesn't. We don't lack. And I was, I was got to thinking about this, and I wrote down some things. And I know if, if I turn the mic, which I'm not going to do, but if I turn the mic over to some of you, you can say how just how the Lord has been with you and has directed you and guided you. Listen, money, uh, being blessed, it, it's not always money in our bank account. It's, it's not always money. Good success is having things and having peace and having rest and being able to sleep at night. That's good success. The world's success is having that stuff and being worried and, 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 and wondering what's going to happen next. But the real good success, godly success, is having things that he's provided that he wants us to have and having peace and rest and being able to sleep at night. Amen. So I was thinking about some of the ways that he's blessed us in the, with, with prosperity. Besides just money, unexpected discounts. Buy one, get one free. Free the Lord. Amen. Tough decisions. You know, he gives us wisdom. Godly wisdom. Sometimes we have to make tough decisions concerning friends or family in ways that will, will save us money. Mm-hmm. Paying bills, wisdom to pay bills. When to sell or buy. A few years ago, I bought an item on Amazon, and I was impressed to get it, like get it now. There may be a time he may impress you to get it now or wait, but I was impressed to get it now, and I got it, and a few days later, it went up like 50-something dollars. Praise the Lord. That's 50-something dollars that I didn't have. That's money that I didn't have to pay. Praise the Lord. Uh, what to buy or what to sell? Good health. People spend a lot of money on their health. Thank God for your health. Even if it's not where it is, thank God it is going to where it, be, where it should be. Hallelujah. Timing. In a certain location at a certain time. Mr. Bryan had a great testimony. You were, if he wasn't here last week, uh, how he was at a certain location. And, well, he found the card, and, and they were shopping around. And then he went to return the card, and he happened to, to be at the location at the same time that the lady was looking for a card. And, of course, she gave him $50. Well, that's $50 that he didn't have before, and that was timing. So, so sometimes we're in places and we're doing things and being led by the Holy Spirit and we don't even realize it. All that's prosperity. And that's what we're going to believe that that continue to increase in your life this morning as a child of God. 
you, there's so many things that we can bring up and, and talk about and how God's been so faithful and how he's blessed us, you know, and we can go on the whole service and if we turn the mic over and do that. So I want, that's what I have on my heart this morning, just to agree with you that you'll be in places and be in positions and be able to make decisions and even tough decisions. You know, sometimes the Lord would have you to make tough decisions because it's causing you uh, uh, a lack. You know, it's not always, you know, something good that you have to do, that you have to deal with people or deal with friends or coworkers or family members. So I just have on my heart to believe with you in reference to wisdom from above and life. One of the translations in, in, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, it says to, to in, uh, making wise decisions in everyday life. Wise decisions in everyday life. And uh, in, my, in the margin of my Bible, it says dealing wisely in, fair, in daily affairs. So as you go about your day, even today and, and, and for the rest of your life, we just thank God, let's agree right now, that you, by the Holy Spirit and by the word of God that's in you and, and, and in agreement with the Holy Spirit, that you would be able to deal wisely in the affairs of life. And you will be in places and be in positions and, and be around people, hallelujah, Father, to, that will cause prosperity, godly prosperity, in the name of Jesus. And it's not always in the dollar amount, Heavenly Father. We just thank you for wisdom, for strength. To say no when we're supposed to say no and yes when we're supposed to say yes. You know those circumstances. And so we just set ourselves in agreement with your word and with you, Holy Spirit, that you will lead us and guide us and direct us for prosperity, for the kingdom. You want that. You're not against it. You're not against it. So we lay hold of it and we believe we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes, it's good. Praise God. So there's many opportunities to give. You can, you can mail it in. You can give online. There's a kiosk there. There's an envelope there. And the chair back in front of you can fill that out and drop it. And uh, praise God. Amen. God is faithful. Come on, brother. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor T. Awesome. Woo. It's difficult to get him excited sometimes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Awesome. Yeah, you can just drop your offerings in the boxes out if you, if you have it and you are here in the building. But uh, so grateful for you supporting Lake Haven and being and part of this body and, and what we're doing. Because you know what? You know what this body is about? We hear, we hear that all people everywhere can know, intimately know God, intimately know God and experience His unconditional love. We trust that if you're a visitor with us, that you experience his unconditional love. Yes, his love is unconditional to everyone. Lake Haven is a place where we want anybody to feel welcome. And I do mean anybody. I mean anybody. I don't care what side of the political aisle they are. Mm -mm, I nearly even stuck my foot right in it, right in the beginning. <laughs> I, right, I Seriously, I, I don't, I, be, be, Jesus loves everybody. God loves everybody. He loved us while we were still sinners. For God so loved the world. There is nobody that God doesn't love. Nobody. Nobody. So, so we hear that we can truly know God, know and experience God intimately. And that takes a body. There, there's, a, there's elements that you display of Jesus and his gifting that I need and we all need to contribute likewise. 
So I've got this popping thing happening again. I'm sorry. I'll have to change this mic out. Um, anyhow, um, I do want to give you a, a quick announcement. Some of you are, of, are Facebookers and probably know this, but um, we've had some uh, long-time members that haven't been attending in person for a while simply because of um, health and in different situations over the last little while, uh, but they watch online and they're part of Dick and Mary's life group, and that's uh, Bob and Carol Bryan. Uh, Bob went home to True Life yesterday, um, to, to, he entered into the joy of his Lord yesterday, so um, our thoughts are with Carol particularly, and so with Carol Bryan um, and her family today, and of course for the next little while. Um, many of you know Bob and Carol, and they've, like I said, they've been, they've been at the church for many, many years, and, and um, I know Bob is rejoicing to be w reunited with two of his sons, so um, um, I know that, that he was looking forward to that, so we just rejoice with them, but we also grieve, not as the world grieves, amen. So our thoughts go out to, to Carol, and if you, you know, those of you who are close to Carol, I know that you're rallying around her and just, just being a, just a, a great support of love to, to her and them. Um, lots of stuff like that is happening, right? A lot of, lot of, lot of that, that stuff is happening, but, you know, Memorial Day, I, I love being an American. I consider myself a very... Very, I'm probably one of the proudest Americans because I, you know what, you guys didn't even, most of you who were born here, you didn't get to pick. I had to choose to become an American. I had to move and fly and check. You guys were just born here. You couldn't help it. You couldn't. <laughs> I remember being an African once upon a time and, um, no, and, Man, I was looking at those U.S. Bar you know that I was actually denied entry to America once. You don't even know that. When I was, after I'd finished my military service in Africa, my sister that lived here, and she actually had a very premature baby, and I wanted to come and visit. So I asked for a visa, and they said, nope, you can't come. I was like, please? They said, <laughs> they said nope, because I was of a certain age that they said that this, that's not a, a thing. So long story short is that, um, I wasn't <laughs> allowed entry into this, this great country. And um, so I used to look at people with, with their passports, American passports, and they, I wish I had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so next time you have an American passport and you look at you, if you have your passport, it's a privilege. I mean, a number of us that are, have, have emigrated, it, re it really is an incredible privilege to be a a U.S. citizen, but for Memorial Day, you know, Memorial Day is not Veterans Day. Memorial Day is one of those days that we, we celebrate those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. And like that video showed, that video showed how many people have given their lives for this nation. And this nation, in turn, this nation has been a life force for the world. In many ways, we could discuss economically, intellectual property. We could talk about the gospel, the missions, how many Americans, how, how, may, how, how God has, has used America as a birthplace of so many spiritual awakenings and so many things that this nation still is happening. This, this nation has challenges. But I'm so grateful. If you've had any one of those in your family, people that have paid the ultimate sacrifice, I, I, you know, I really... We really honor that sacrifice that person made. Um, you know, to, to give your life for a cause greater than yourself. Greater than you. To say, I'm willing to lay my life down and I will never get the benefit of this. Somebody else will. All, every number that you saw on the screen, 
they never got to benefit it. They may have died young, they may have died slightly older, whatever, but most of them are young. And they gave their lives so that we can sit here. They can, under this, that we can still preach the gospel like this. So I, I'm honestly, you know, it was one of my motivations when I was in the military um, back in South Africa. It was one of my motivations when I saw what people would give for, for a country. I said, Lord, man, I want I I to have that kind of focus for the gospel. I want to have that kind of focus for the kingdom. I, I mean, what, what an honor. If, you, if people are willing to lay down their life for a country, what about the gospel? Are we willing to put our hands, our lives on the line and say, Lord, I, whatever it takes to get this good news, this kingdom news to the world, right? So in any case, it's, it makes me, Memorial Day makes me think of all those things. But um, I, I do want to, we, we have a team in Africa right now. Many of you know that um, my wife and, and a number of our, our members are, are, are with Nate and some of, of people that are doing uh, in, in Africa right now. So they've been sending a couple slides over. So this is, there's Corin and some of our folks. There's Rose up front here. <laughs> so they, they are in far northeastern Zambia right now. There's Nate and some of the other the team over there you can see some of our folks back there this is the orphanage home of hope remember we've been we, we raised money for home of hope the orphanage that nate's built here's corin and giselle this was sent to me this morning by the way this was taken just a couple hours ago corin texted me this just a few hours ago this is a the church look at the church there you see the air conditioners and the fancy seats check check out those air conditioners and fancy seats there <laughs> That's where, that's Giselle speaking over there. Isn't that awesome? Thank God, man. That was just taken a couple hours ago. They were ministering in seven churches um, this morning in different places. And uh, that's just, like I said, just a few, hour, <laughs> few hours ago in, um, in that area. And yesterday they did a VBS in the orphanage. So they were all jumped in and were, were, were ministering to those kids in the orphanage. And the day before they were just working in the orphanage. So they're going to be in Zambia for a few more days yet. And I think, I forget exactly when it is this next week, they move across to Tanzania and then they're going to do that open air gospel crusade. So thank you for supporting them and being part of that. That's, that's totally awesome. Um, I do, want to uh, to, I do want to mention this because we, we, we failed to mention, I haven't been doing it very regularly, but when you give to missions, on your envelope, is mission, uh, any missions giving does not go into the general fund. Our missions goes exclusively to missions. We have a totally separate place where we're missions fund, and we have supported missionaries that we, that we, are, that we have. We have a number of them. Um, Tim and Carolyn Clark. Um, you have known them and their daughter Abby. They have been here on numerous occasions. They have been getting ready to. They've been doing ministry in the Middle East and are getting ready to relocate to the Middle East. In fact, they have, as we speak, this last week. Uh, Tim left Tuesday, and I think Carolyn and Abby may have left yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. But it's this this weekend. They are flying into the Middle East to move, totally relocating to that. So that is a that is a, a missionary. We we support Nate and Root and things like that. So anything, any of that giving, you'll you'll we'll tell you more about these sorts of things um, about what we're doing. But any giving that you give to missions goes directly to to those to those folks. I mean, well, we we split it up and we we divide it out. Um, and so I just wanted to let you know that that. that actually um, happens. So we have a, an outreach interest lunch next month. 
And it's not just missions. It's not just external missions. We're going to do, do like pizza and something healthy for all those people who don't eat pizza. It's going to be free. But it'll be after, straight off to church on the, I think it's the 13th, right? Yeah, the 13th. And um, if you want information, you could just text OIL to our text in church number, Outreach Interest Lunch, 352 um, But it's going to be, it'll be all about outreach. And we, we, we do love outreach here. We believe that that is the primary mission of the church. The church is to, Jesus is to take the gospel to the world, to make disciples of all nations, right? So not everybody's going to travel far and wide. Um, by the way, just talking about far and wide, David Ferking, one of our board members, he has a team in Alaska. So I don't know, we don't have a, a picture from, from him, but he sent me a, a picture just of the mountains that he, well they, well, they were getting ready. So they're in Alaska with a team right now, and they're doing a building project for some church, uh, I believe it is up there. But not all, not all missions are out there. We've got some, some things coming up, um, like we said, the shoebox thing that we do and so on. We've got a big shoebox project coming up. Um, and so, so we, we, we love to be involved practically in how we've got things of redemptive value, to take things of redemptive value to the world. Amen? So, um, but more about that on the 13th. We want to give you a framework, what's possible. We want people to bring ideas, um, to put input ideas, um, but how to, do, how to input ideas, how projects can be led, and what, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so if you are interested in being an active part of an outreach or to some, and I say outreach of any sorts, then um, please come to that meeting on, on Sunday the 13th. Just stay. We'll give you some food. And it won't be long, I promise you. We, we won't take very long at all. It'll be probably an hour at most, but you will have food, so you won't starve. Okay? Um, amen. So, how are you guys doing? Good? Hallelujah. Say the Lord. Hallelujah. No, um, you know, a couple, couple of weeks ago, I started a series, and I called it, I Reckon. I've got to say that. I've got to say that with a try and do it with a southern accent. I reckon, you know. Okay, so, I, I reckon, because it's very interesting, you know, how people use it. It's not a word or a phrase we used in South Africa. I reckon, you know, it's like, I guess, maybe, maybe so. I, I guess so. I reckon, you know. But I think it's cute. I, I just I just love the southern accent. So, but 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 we, we I started a, a series on this, and and I and I feel in my heart this there is a continuum. You know what the word continuum means? A, co- a continuum is, is a whole concept around certain truths. If 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 something is in a continuum, it's not just a linear thought. It's not a plus one plus one plus one adds to something. But it, it's everything points to a certain general truth. Do you know that the Word of God is a continuum? It is knowledge about God. From Genesis 1 verse 1 right to the end of Revelation, it's a revelation of God. It reveals Him in certain aspects. That's why we talk about taking something in or out of context. You can't can't learn and be in church and, and become a disciple without understanding certain things and elements of this great and mighty God that we serve. It, 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 so so it become, we, it, it's all part of a continuum. You see, that's why you can take one verse out of context and it can cease to be true, even though you can quote the verse because it can be technically true, but it can be done in the wrong way or at the wrong time. And there's other elements that speak to that in Scripture that give you more perspective. 
what I kind of like to think is that I used to, when I was a kid, I used to, you know, do, you know, these, like a two-dimensional drawing. You know what I mean? This flat piece of paper or a puzzle. Let's take a puzzle. A puzzle is two-dimensional, typical jigsaw puzzles. Typical two-dimensional puzzles. And you, you would figure it out and you get, get the whole flattened picture. Or you do a two-dimensional drawing. A lot of people look at the Word of God very flat. They look at it like they open their Bible and they look at that concept. It's very, it's very, it's very linear. It's very flat. It's very singular. It's a standalone point. But that's actually not true. It's only a piece of the picture. Most of it, if you could, if I had one of these fancy, like if Star Trek, you know, they'll, they'll, or Tony Stark, Iron Man, throw something up there and becomes this 3D, this, this 3D thing, right? You've seen how Tony Stark does that in Marvel movies, you know. He, he takes something, he says, hey, Jarvis, and he throws it up here, and then suddenly he can spin it around. and turn. Now, I kind of think that way with, with the Word of God. Because the Word of God is very multidimensional. And it's so interesting because truth that I've learned that fits linearly like this, I found out, uh uh-oh, it doesn't actually, it fits like this. And that's, oh, that's why I couldn't understand that. Listen, when we grow in Jesus, I hope, and you're honest, hope you, if if you're not honest, you may as well go to another church. I'm sorry. You know, (laughs) sorry, you already won't like me or this church, but, 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 but. There's things that you're just like, huh? You read scriptures and you're like, what? What is he saying? Jesus is not making sense. There's a ton of stuff that Jesus said that if you're honest with yourself, doesn't make sense. Unless I'm stupid and you just are super smart or something like that, which I wouldn't put it past you, me or whatever. But, but there, there's some stuff that leave you scratching your head. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, thank you. It's like, I, I, I'm like, what? And, and you know, suddenly, as you grow in Jesus and as you develop and as you mature, some of these concepts make a whole lot more sense because it's like, oh. Because it's like suddenly you see another dimension and you suddenly see God is so much bigger than your flat Bible. And I'm not saying anything. The Bible is essential. It's truth. But it, but, but it, takes, it takes an understanding. And, and, and to, to really put a nail in, I mean, in, your, in your little three and a half pounds, I believe, is what your brain lays. You aren't smart enough to grasp God, just so you know. Me neither. No one is. But we think we are. We think we have to understand everything, absolutely everything, with this three and a half pound gray matter before we're going to do anything and that's not smart because God the Bible actually says that his word is eternal which means do you know that we only live in one of the ages we only live in an age an aeon there will be a beginning and an end of this age but do you know that the Bible says there are ages plural to come And his word, this word that we have, is eternal. It's going to last through the ages. So that's how, 
so, so back to this concept, this, this thing of continuum, to, to, to really put a nail in, in, in just so that you, you, you grapple with it and you, and you ask God when you sit down with your, with your Bible, and I hope you read your Bible because you should be, <laughs> not to earn anything from God, but because you love Him and you want to get to know this person who loves you completely. That's what you want to do. You want to sit down and say, Holy Spirit, He's your revealer. He's going to show you. He's going to lead you into all truth, remember? He's, going to, he's the one who's going to be the revealer. He's the one that's going to show or remind you of everything Jesus said. He's going to bring it into context. Those things that you read sometimes that you don't understand, one day the penny will drop or it'll fit like a jigsaw piece like, ah, oh, bing, I get it, I get it. Sorry, God, that only took me 22 years, but I, I got it, you know, but it's like, okay. But, but another concept is that God isn't just three-dimensional. He is, he, just add, he is, who knows how many dimensions God speaks in, but if you just add the fourth dimension of so-called time, not only does this piece fit in this place in a three-dimensional puzzle, it's when does it fit in here, in time? Because it might fit in here today, but not fit in here tomorrow, or in a thousand years. Now I just twisted your brains, right? But I'm just saying a continuum is truth. God's word from Genesis to Revelation is one revelation of God. It's one revelation of a God. He isn't the one that's confused. God does not, he, he does not change. He's immutable. God has never changed. Well, Shannon, you know, I don't understand. Good, that's fine. You don't have to understand. Understanding will come. By faith, we understand. Some things we just have to say, uh-huh, okay, I don't understand it, but because you said it, I believe it. You have to have that approach. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your... Not your brain. I mean, understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not... Lean not on your understanding. You know what lean means, right? Whether it's going to hold me or not. That's what leaning is. Are you leaning on your own understanding? Dangerous place. Because you're not that smart. God is smarter than all of us put together. Right? Right. So when we, just, when we trust in the Lord with all our heart and, and we say, okay, God, I'm just going to just really take you at your word. And that really is, is the concept of faith. The concept of faith is, Lord, I'm just going to trust you that I'm going to take you at your word. Amen. So there's, there's a lot more that we can build out. But I, I, I wanted to just throw this, this picture of a continuum to you. So because it, it's, it's really important that that, that we see, even in this little series that I'm, I'm doing over here with I Reckon, um, and, and I feel like there, there is secrets. I want to call them secrets because they're <laughs> good. <laughs> there is little things here that are powerful, that are truly, listen to me, truly life-changing. Truly life-changing. Because many Christians, now, many Christians, be honest with yourself. I don't want to see a show of hands. Okay. Many Christians have ceased to change at all. 
Many Christians struggle with the same things for the same things for many, many, many years. And they come to church and they sit in church and they just don't change. They struggle with name something. It doesn't really matter if it's a sin, if it's a problem, if it's poverty, if it's a lack, if it's a sickness, if it's a something, they struggle with it. And they kind of just want to say, well, I don't understand. And they come to church and thank God for that. And, and I'm not saying this has got nothing to do with going to heaven, not earning a punching a clock, a ticket to heaven. Okay. If you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you, are, you, you, you receive his righteousness. We, we receive his righteousness and he is our entrance to heaven. Right. We become, we, God made him who had no sin to become sin. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.21 that we might become his righteousness. He became sin so that we could become his righteousness. Okay. So, so, so understand, if you will, that this, this process of, 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 of where we're going in this growth process, right, if I, I, these, the secrets that, that we want to share and talk about in this series are truly, truly life-changing. So um, Romans chapter 8, 29 says this, For those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that, we might be, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. The word conformed, and we can bring out all of these words, but it's, it's to become ex- like it. It's to, it, it, it. it's to line up with what Jesus looks like. He, those he foreknew, he predestined to, become, to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says something very similar. It says this, and, and we all, say all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed, present continuous, into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Now it says that when we see him, we will be like him because we shall see him as he is. I'm going to say that again. When we see him, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Until then, we are, have this process of transformation. Now, as you know, I'm talking about continuum. All these series that I've been doing for the last years, every little bit is a bit more. And, and I'd hate to disappoint you with this fact, but I'm learning too. I don't know everything. I'm on a growth process too. I see things, I'm still growing, I'm still blown away by some of the most simple scriptures because I see them in a, in a different way. I mean, that's, that's how God works, right? But, but, but so I don't, I don't have all these, I don't have all knowledge, but I thank God for what he has taught me. I thank God for what you have taught me. And so many of you have poured into my life and certain, when we have overflows and we have work, I just, I just thank God for the body. But here it is that we're supposed to be conforming into his image. Jesus promised, and we've, we've touched on this in numerous series, John 10, 10, God said that we should have life and life more abundantly. The thief, the thief is the one that comes to steal, kill, destroy. I'm not going to go into that whole thing. Who's the, who's the thief? Right, religion, the devil, whatever. Steal, kill, and destroy. God came that we can have life and have it to the full. That is his plan. 
when we see Jesus, we see the full expression of who God is. We can look at his life. We can look at everything he said. He is the image of God. He came to show and reveal. He is the ultimate revelation of the person, work, personality, character, everything you want to see of God. God, I mean, people said, oh, if you only show me God in the, God in the flesh was Jesus. That's what makes Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John so, and Revelation so powerful because you can see Jesus. You can see him as he is. You can see God in the flesh. He is the ultimate revelation. It's through his filter, the filter of Jesus' life, what he said, how he lived, how he acted, how he spoke. You can, you can interpret. He is the ultimate understanding filter for us. Because when you see him, you've seen the Father. So if you think that he is different to the Father, let me just flip the switch. It's because you don't understand the Father. You have to be able to see God through the filter of Jesus because he came to show the Father. He is the very Word of God. He is the Logos of God. He is the logic. Logos, that's where the word Logos comes. He is the logic. He is the expression. Everything he is, he came to demonstrate God. Amen. Okay. So, so we and you and I are meant to experience the Zoe life of God. Now, this is discipleship stuff, right? The Zoe life of God, the quality of life that God came to live. We know something inside us says we're not supposed to be sick. We're not supposed to be poor. Why? Because he's taken these things for, from us or for us, right? So we find that that, that there is this very essential need for us to be teachable. Okay, just we, you and I, need to be absolutely teachable at all times. Because if you are not experiencing something, it's because you don't know something. Because if you knew that thing, you wouldn't be experiencing what you're experiencing. God is not the one skipping out on you. He is immutable. Okay. You, you, you hanging with me? He is, the, he is the solid point of reference. We are the ones that have the limited understanding and stuff like that. We are the ones that have to, have to approach our Father with a, with a heart of humility. And that's what humility is, saying, okay, Lord, teach me. And that's what, that's what the life of discipleship is. The life of a disciple is a student, just a, a forever student. It's not a course at church. It's not the Grow series in D group. That is, that is a pathetic, literally small overview. It's powerful, but it's only a brief overview. Discipleship is a decision you and I make. There's a big difference between being a believer and a disciple because a believer chooses to believe and should continue to choose to believe and walk in all of these things. There's an ever-present process. Am, 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 am I, am I, are you tracking with me? Okay, okay, okay. So, so, so we, we've got to have this heart of humility. We've got to say, okay, I'm learning here and I'm always willing to learn because if we don't, we won't. So it's, and and we've, we, we, we've got to realize that it's not about intellectual inform, just intellectual information. It, it, knowledge is essential, it's powerful, but 
knowledge is, is so dangerous, and I have to again say this, in the sense that if you think that you've heard it and know it and you say, oh, well, I, 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 don't, I, I know that. Oh, you know, and no matter what it is, like say healing. I, you know, do you know that by his stripes I'm healed? You know, take a, you know, or whatever. We want to take, oh, by his stripes I'm healed. Well, it's like, oh, well, I know that. The problem is when you say, I know that, you switch yourself off and you think because it's all up here. I just know that. But if you really knew that, you wouldn't be sick. Knew it as he defines it. And you will see why I'm saying that if you stick with me, because this is, this is, this is a concept that we have to deal with, uh, build it out, okay, a little bit. So I, I, hope, I hope that doesn't sound too confusing, but in any case. But we get stuck between information and manifestation. Because we get all this information and we think, I just need more information. Give me information. We, we dealt with that in the, in, the, in the last series. Give me just more information. And, and we think the more information I have, it will result in manifestation. And that's not entirely true. We, as, as we spoke about in the, in the Grow series about seeds, information, Word of God, needs to grow and be watered and to be planted and to develop, right? And then it will, it will manifest itself. So I don't know how to... There's this process of um, transformation that the Bible talks about. Now, when I say the word transformation, right, you immediately... If you're a student of the Bible, you go probably, or you, or you read the Bible, you know Romans chapter 12, verse 2, right? That do not be conformed or made, don't be conformed, don't be like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, and that word transformed is just like the butterfly transformed, right? Metamorphosis. It's a, it's a change. You and I are changed by renewing our mind. So and now let me ask you a question. I don't know how much have you thought about this. When you came to Christ, according to 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Right? Right? Are we a new creature? Okay. So then why are we being transformed? I mean, if, if it already happened, if we are already, past tense, a new creature, why are we needing to be transformed, according to Romans? Yeah. You, see, you see, being tr- there, there is, we have been made this new creature in Christ. That is an actual done deal. But there is a process of transformation in this world that we have to submit to. And, and that's what we're getting to in this, I reckon, series. Because in Colossians chapter 3, um, verse, the, the whole, I, I want to try and be careful here because of time, but Colossians chapter 3 from verse 1 to 14, it's a bunch of verses. Um, it, it, it talks about how and where we put our minds Okay, and it talks about the process, say process, the process of transformation. I said process, not process. Okay, 
Okay. So, but it talks about, it talks about, it talks about the process of transformation. So I'm going to pick out a couple of scriptures here. Verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Okay. Verse 3, it says this. Um, For you have died. What? I didn't think I was dead. Uh, you have died and your life, that's one of those things, huh? What? Your life is hidden with Christ in God. What the heck? Is he, does he come from Colorado? Is he smoking something or what? I don't know. I don't know. You know, you, you know your, life is, your life is hidden with Christ in God. And then he says, then he says this in verse 5, and forgive me, you can please read this whole passage on your own, but verse 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Okay? So he says that who, just there, he says now, he told you you're dead. Then he says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, okay, covetousness, etc. And then he says this um, in verse 7. In these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must, in verse 8, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander. Whew. Slander and gossip is the cancer of the church, man. And obscene talk from your mouth. Put, you must put them. But now you must put them all away. Who must put them? Jesus must put them all away. No. You must. You must. You must put them all away. You must put away all of these things, obscene talk. Then it says in verse 9, do not lie to one another. You, that's a choice, peeps. You, you can choose to lie, and all you are is deceiving yourself, right? It says, don't lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self, with its practices. There's this pow these powerful words that we've spoken about before. And we're going to dig into them in the next couple. It's like, put off the old self with its practices. Put off the old self. I'm just going to say it a couple times so it can stick. Do not lie to one another. See that you have put off the old self with its practices. And then the next verse. And have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. There's that same word we said. We are supposed to be conformed into his image. Now, I could jump ahead and go straight to 2 Peter 2, if any of you know what that's coming, right? 2 Peter 2, 1. But it said, so we've got to put off the old and we've got to put on the new. Okay, then I'm going to jump down to verse 12. Then he says this in verse 12, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing one another. And if one is a complaint, another one, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Let me ask you, if people were already doing this, why would Paul write to the Colossians and say, please do this? Because they weren't. He's telling them, listen, Forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Walk in, learn to walk in forgiveness. So you must forgive, he goes on to this. And then he says, um, 
in verse 14, dropping down, and above all, whew, say above all, above all, these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Now, you can study that passage on your own, but it, there, is a, there is a complementary sort of an imagery in Ephesians chapter 4, and I, and I want to bring it in just so that you can see it from another perspective, okay? My Tony Stark model, I'm going to twist a little bit. We're going to look at this thing from a slightly different angle from Ephesians chapter 4, the letter to that Paul writes to the Ephesians. And then he says this, and um, now I say, verse 17, Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. Now walking, and this is a concept we'll deal with, there's a lot of scripture when it comes to this concept that I'm talking about, about perambulating. It's a fancy word, right? You know that this is perambulating. Walk. <laughs> fancy word for walking. There's this concept of walk. It's, you see it all over the New Testament. Walk in the Spirit. Don't walk after the flesh. Walk, 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 walk. And there he says... Here he says, no, that he must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. Now he's telling the Ephesians to say, listen, guys, please don't behave, act, live like the Gentiles. He says they do in the futility of their minds. Listen to this. They, are, they, they have, we, we, just, we talked about this in the last series. Then verse 18, it says they are darkened in their understanding alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance in them. Now, it's interesting comp compromise when you see both of these. Here, he's talking about putting on and putting off and conforming into the image of God uh, uh, through the knowledge, and it is his word of knowledge that comes with this whole putting on thing. But then he says here, he contrasted with Gentiles, and he says, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated, separated from the life of God. Why? Because of their ignorance. That is in them due to their hardness of heart. Now, I went into this at length in the last series. I don't want to build out in, in this thing. But over there, there, is a, there can be a hardness of your heart. You determine whether your heart is pliant, whether it's soft, whether you will let seed, the seed of God's word grow in it, or whether you won't. The disciples could have hard hearts. Jesus spoke about hardened hearts, and we, we dealt with that extensively, okay? That's why I dealt with it in this previous series, okay? So due to the hardness of heart, they have become callous, it says in verse 19, given themselves to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity, okay? So he's saying, listen, Ephesians, don't act and walk like they do. They're ignorant. They've got hard hearts, okay? So don't behave that way. And so he, obviously you can. Yes, we can. We as believers can have hardened hearts and we can walk in ignorance. We can become, so he says, he says, they have become callous and given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Now with shame, I know that that's true in the church too. There is, I'm sure none of you here today or watching online, I'm sure. None of you come to Lake Haven. <laughs> no, I'm just, there is an, there is, there is crazy stuff happening in, the, in the, what we call, what men call the church of Jesus today. And it, it shouldn't be, but it says they have given them up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Now, listen, 
I'm going to give you a little spoiler. This whole thing that I'm talking about is powerful because it's, it's going to hold all the secrets of transformation. This, where we're getting with this, I'm going to encourage you <laughs> to listen to it, listen to the, watch it on YouTube or however you watch it or download it off, the pod, you know, off our podcast. We've got a podcast page, believe it or not. You can go and listen to this audio again. But stick with this because this is life-transforming stuff, as I said in the beginning. Okay? Let me just finish Ephesians chapter 4 here before we, we wrap this up for today. So it says, they, uh, then verse 20, it says, But this is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you've heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth as in Jesus. Okay, that's an important little piece. Assuming you have heard knowledge and were taught knowledge, the truth in Jesus. Okay, he says, verse 22, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through its deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Got that? And to... Put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, we haven't spoken a lot about, you've heard me reference this quite a bit. Put off, renew your mind, put on. But there is no way that you can transform and have a victorious Christian life without this process. I'm going to say it. There's no way you can cheat it. There's no way you can shortcut it. There is no way you can get by without doing this is the process of discipleship. If you want to have an intimate relationship with God himself, if you, you know, I'm not saying you can't be, you can't get saved and, and, and have a minimum requirements. Where's David Taylor? There he is. You can have a minimum requirements Christian life. I just want to get by. I want to go to heaven. Well, if your life sucks, don't blame God. I'm going to say it. It's, it's really true. God has given us all the knowledge that it's going to take for us to get this. If we will choose to be a student and a disciple... And, now, and I know some of you are thinking, dang, that was a bunch of stuff. What's Shannon talking about? This is, this is not a difficult concept. This is put off, renew your mind, and put on. And, and we want to get into it. We want to tuck into it and see how we can actually go through this process. Because, you know, you're saying, I wish it was a little bit more practical. But now, you know what? Most people, when they say that, what they're saying is, Give me some kind of little magic wand to do. I want to press this button and then it all to fix. That's what, that's what most people want. They want some kind of a quick, easy button. I can just press. Or give me a little dab. Come give me, Steve, Steve's got magical hands. Or when, when Keith's hands get hot, the man, that man is on fire for Jesus, man. That's when you need the magic touch. You know, and, and I'm just saying, those, those gifts work. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you want to have a, the, if you want to experience what Jesus said is yours, 
abundant life, life to the full. If you want to experience miracles, and I'm going to say this very carefully, because God's best is not miracles. Miracles are to get you out of a pickle, because you got yourself in a pickle, typically. Not always. Sometimes somebody got you in a pickle. Sometimes you need a miracle. Sometimes whatever. But it is way better to live in divine health than to keep needing a healing. You can be, would have said a horrible word maybe. I said I was going to say screwed up. You can be really messed up in your heart, mind, emotions. We heard Brendan gave a word over here. You can have sleepless nights and stuff like that. And you can come and you can experience a miracle. You can go to the Billy Graham crusade or whatever you want to and go into it. And, oh, please give me a little magic dabble, do you touch. And then experience something from God. And then go home, and you know what? You've still got the same spouse. You've still got the same kids. That guy didn't fix him. I thought if, I thought if he just laid his hands on me, my whole life would have just straightened up, man. What a bunch of crap evangelist is that? We, we, can, we got to change. We've got to be students. We've got to be disciples. And I'm telling you, if you will, and let, and let me just tell you how long it's going to take. <laughs> Want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> it's going to take your life. We're all just going to take another step and we're going to learn because we're teachable. Amen. We choose to be teachable and learn. But as soon as you put a cork in it and say, I know it all. I did the discipleship class back in 1963. I've got the certificate on my wall. There's nothing you can tell me. I went to Bible school, bless God. So, this, is, this, this walk with Jesus is intimate. It, it's, it's falling in love with Him who loves you. It's getting to know Him. It, why, the Holy Spirit has been given to us. We, stopped, we, we interrupted the series last week to to talk about Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday and, and how He comes to walk alongside us and help us and guide us and point us to Jesus. And He's an essential part of this walk, right? He is. He is. He's not, he's not an, you know, what do you call it? Optional extra. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to have Him. I, don't know, I didn't tick that box for the optional extras. I just wanted, I just wanted, I, I don't want to do with that flaky blah, 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 woo, stuff, you know, whatever it is. You know, it's like, listen, guys, Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. I, we did a study last year in Overflow. We've got, we still have the studies available online. You can go through that devotional. Online, a devotional that is packed with information, knowledge that you can study about the Holy Spirit. There's 33 devotionals, and those devotionals aren't one-day devotionals. I mean, you could read it in a day easily, but there is power-packed studies about the person and work of the Holy Spirit and how Jesus needed him and how he works and how he's the comforter and how he, what is this. and what, There's so many parts of that alone that you can unpack because it's knowledge. It's knowledge. But where I'm going in this series is, and the last series, I spoke about the seeds, is what do we do now? How do we take the seed of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, that which God has given us, the incorruptible seed, and how do we 
how do we put, use it to do this process spoken about in, Ephes- in Colossians and Ephesians? How do we use it to put off the old man, renew our mind, and put on the new? Because suddenly, suddenly, I say suddenly, if we follow the process, you will think that your spouse and your kids got a whole lot better. Lots of things will happen, can happen, if we do things his way. And we start, we'd start following that process. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's end it here for today, and then we'll, we'll carry on um, next week. Let's just open our hearts as always. It's like, just close, your hand, just close your eyes and just imagine. You know, I, I really do believe that God gave us an imagination um, so that we could see that which cannot be seen. And, and I, I want you to know that if you entered the throne room of God, however you picture a majestic throne room, might be, and, 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 and a throne room with your father sitting on it, and he is father. If you've received him as Lord and Savior, he's father. And when he sees you and looks at you, how do you feel? Do you feel shame? Because it's a real, a real emotions many Christians feel. But let me tell you that his eyes don't see shame. He doesn't see accusing thoughts. He looks at you and his eyes fill with warmth and love. Because that's how much he loves you. In fact, he sees you and it's like he makes you feel like you're the only one in the room. He kind of winks at you and he... He beckons you over. Hey, psst, come over here. He'll come down to you. He'll put his arms around you. He will love you. He will wrap you in his love because, you see, you're covered with the righteousness of Jesus. He loves you. When you're in his presence, you should feel nothing but love and warmth and acceptance. Because Jesus has taken the punishment for every sin. Every sin. So here we are in this planet still breathing this air. And we have, as disciples of children of God, a task that he's left us with. The biggest thing is getting to know him. That is by far the most important thing. And that's going to be a lifelong journey in and of itself. You're going to, but do you want to get to know him? Will you invest? It's a question I want to ask you. Will you invest the time to get to know him? Will you, will you take the time to be intimate with him? When he knocks on the door and he says, hey, and he calls your name. He says, can I make an appointment with you? What are you going to say? Uh, sorry, I'm busy. It doesn't fit into my schedule. Or let me clear my schedule. Because he is reaching out to you. He wants to get to know you. He wants to give you everything. He wants to see you. We put it this way. Every, with everything that you need for life and godliness. He has given it to you. 
And this process we're talking about is so that you can fully experience it in an ever-increasing glory-to-glory kind of way. But you have to choose if you will follow this process. So right now, just make that decision. Lord, because it will be an investment. It will be an investment of you. Just of you. Because that's what he's after. He's after your heart. He's after your heart. He loves you. Now, that decision is something that only you and him can make. If you do not know Jesus and you, this is just sounds weird to you or, and you want to know a little bit more, then please come speak to one of our prayer counselors as we wrap this up. Come and talk to one of them and let them lead you to Jesus. If you don't know the Holy Spirit and you want to know the Holy Spirit, please come and speak to one of our prayer ministers. They would love to pray with you and lead you. And, you know, if you need some time alone, if you want to set up an appointment, if you want to, we can do all of that. If you're online, just text the word prayer. There's there's one other thing that I want you to just think about. If you have not been water baptized, we're starting to collect a list again of people who would like to be water baptized. We have not set a date yet, but, and and I'm just going to mention that quickly. If you text the word baptism to our texting church number, 352-441-3016. You can be put on the list to be water baptized. Water baptized is nothing magical in and of itself, but it is an obedience, a step of obedience. And the reason why is it's very much part of the series that I'm going to be doing because it is reckoning yourself dead. And we'll, we'll we'll unpack that a little bit more in the next few weeks. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to dismiss the service or let you go in your own separate ways. But if that's if you need prayer for anything, if you just need something for anything, you have brothers and sisters that love you and care about you. Pray for our team um, as well on this week. Pray in the Spirit. I tell you guys, if you're filled with the Spirit, pray, pray in the Spirit in this time. I believe we're in a very interesting both in a critical time in our country but also even for for lake haven amen will you pray for us pray for us as a body as as the lord leads you if you have words you know um you know you just bring them to us overflow on wednesday nights i do want to as as i unpack this series a little bit i want to adjust wednesday nights a little bit to be a little bit more of a practical um, thing and I'll, I'll get more into that next week okay we'll talk about that until then love you guys have a great week um, please come up if you need prayer have a have an enjoyable memorial day weekend remember those that have sacrificed for us amen amen